Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... People need to, they need to be forecasting what they would like to see happen in their business and in what time frame. And then from there, work backwards and say, okay, what do I need to do at each milestone along the way, whether that be financial or legal or marketing or what contracts do I need to sign? What staff do I need to employ? Should they be an employee or a contractor? And think ahead of all these things. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 244 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with Katie Richards. Katie is a lawyer who will stop at nothing to address the access to justice issue so that every Australian can access legal help when they need it, no matter where they live or their financial position. Katie's background as a legal advisor in both Australia and internationally in many diverse cultures has helped her find ways to be respectful of individual communication needs whilst finding a way to democratise legal services. As one of Australia's most awarded entrepreneurs, Katie's passion for helping those in need has been well received. Her self-service legal platform, Law on Earth, was incubated inside her first startup, Virtual Legal, an online law firm, to keep costs to a minimum while testing how legal tasks could be automated safely. Law on Earth is the only telelaw platform in the world that allows the public to manage their own legal needs and save up to 90% cost whilst providing professional indemnity insurance and also much higher transparency and security for users. So in today's podcast, we'll discuss Katie's insights into key legal considerations for social enterprises. And we'll also discuss where social enterprises or small businesses can land themselves in hot water and the steps they can take to mitigate risk. So Katie, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, it's great to be here, Tom. Thank you. So Katie, to kick things off, could you please share a bit about your background and what led to your passion in social enterprise, law and helping vulnerable Australians? So Tom, I actually grew up in North Queensland in a tiny country town. My folks were divorced when I was just one years old. So I sort of grew up in a family that didn't have many resources. And I guess I I understand what it's like to be one of those people that just can't afford to do a lot of things. And you have to sort of be resourceful in, in the way that you manage. But law is one of the areas that I found that is quite difficult to be resourceful in. So I guess that's sort of what I wanted to do is make sure that when I grew up, I could do something that would make an impactful change for people. And law was probably the field that I needed to go into. Keeping in mind, there are no lawyers in my family. They're all nurses and electricians. Yeah, right. You've come from that background, grew up in regional Australia. You've gone on now then to essentially found Law on Earth and Virtual Legal. And I must say, it was an absolute pleasure to collaborate with you this year as part of our Elevate Plus Accelerator, Katie, and just see how dedicated you are to these platforms. So keen to hear, what 
is your purpose and what sort of work are you typically undertaking as part of these platforms? Yeah, so I'm one of those, uh, you know, one of those crazy people that believes that I was actually put on the planet specifically to do something. And I do believe that what I'm doing now is my purpose. So, and the way that I see it is I want to make sure that while I'm alive on this planet, I bring fairness for the community. And my skill set is legal. So the vehicle to address the access to justice issue, obviously, is using my legal skills. Keeping in mind that 75% of Australia can't access basic legal help. So it's a massive, massive problem. And where we need to start with all of that is around good education that basically addresses the day-to-day life kind of issues. Tom, one of the biggest things is that when you have a situation where people feel like they don't deserve legal help, then it it actually creates anxiety. So Mm. it's, it's, it's not just the fact that they can't get advice. It's the fact that it's like, well, I don't deserve advice because I'm not wealthy. So, and it's like, well, we have enough things to stress about in life and we found a way that we can bring Medicare to everyone for the health element. But we had to find a way that we could bring legal to people because it's a complicated world now. So really sort of my day-to-day work is a little bit like a box of chocolates as far as I would say. (laughs) But it could be anything. I could be doing anything from pitching government or writing grants, having strategy sessions with my software team. I could be drafting legal documents. I could be talking to a social enterprise or a charity around some problems that they're having and finding a way that we as a team, not just me as a lawyer, but also the software guys and the customer success guys and our front end, the user experience manager, we can all find a really good way to help people the most so that they feel like they've been recognized as a very worthwhile human being mm-hmm. that does deserve help and we can get legal to them as quickly and efficiently as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And well done on on growing and scaling your team so much over the last 12 months, Katie. It's It's been great to see your platform really rising. So in providing this legal support then to a range of different businesses and social enterprises, how have you seen them react to COVID-19? Because it's a very unique environment. And what sort of support do you believe that basically impact-led, purpose-led social enterprises really critically need right now and moving into the future? Tom, leasing has been a really big one. A lot of these businesses have, they have shop fronts and a lot of people have not understood what happens with their lease agreements, Mm. whether that's leases getting out of leases, negotiating with landlords. And even though there's legislation in place, there are still a lot of landlords that will play silly buggers a little and just get what they can and not do what they're meant to do under the legislation. So leasing has always been a big one. Also helping these business with their business structures. So when they're bringing new people on board, they actually make sure they're documenting that correctly. And some of these businesses have been changing different structures along the way. So making sure they also understand it's not only legal advice that they need, they need to go and speak to tax accountants as well. Mm. There's obviously been heaps of disputes and whether that's been with their customers or their followers or sponsors, suppliers, banks. So we've done a lot of work helping people work out next steps with their disputes, what the actual situation is, doing some pro, pro bono or work around that, and then helping them to get onto their own feet and manage the dispute proactively rather than putting their head in the sand because it, it can be quite overwhelming for yeah. people. And we've also actually done a lot of work around the Wilson Estates. So I think seeing something like COVID has made people realise that, you know, worst case scenario, maybe they should get their affairs in order. You know, many Mm. business owners and charities and social enterprises, they've got young families and they, I guess, the situation that's so unusual, like what we've seen this year, 
People just want to make sure that they've considered everything they need to consider while they've got that little bit of downtime where they have not been able to trade. Yeah, absolutely. So having worked with so many of these different small businesses, where do you see social enterprises and these businesses most commonly landing themselves in hot water? Yeah, it's actually around the cash flow often, cash flow and not forecasting where they're going. So you'll sometimes hear these entrepreneurial speakers and coaches saying, oh, throw your business plan away. I think that's crazy, absolutely crazy. I think what they're trying to say is that you need to have a path for the future, but don't just write down what it's going to be and then put it in your drawer and don't look back at it. Mm. So people need to, they need to be forecasting what they would like to see happen in their business and in what time frame. And then from there, work backwards and say, okay, what do I need to do at each milestone along the way, whether that be financial or legal or marketing, or what contracts do I need to sign? What staff do I need to employ? Should they be an employee or a contractor? And think ahead of all these things so that as and when it comes time to making those changes, then they actually have a plan in place. And where possible also, try and have some kind of cash flow doored aside, like don't spend everything you've got. So when the rainy day happens, and trust me, rainy days happen all the time in business. And like, look at this year, this, this year's just been a bit of a flood really, hasn't it? You've needed an excessive amount of backup cash flow to try and put in to keep people's businesses afloat. Even those people that have grown during this period of time, I mean, we've actually grown a lot, but we too needed cash flow because with growth comes financial issues as well. The second area that I see a lot of these these businesses and charities getting into is they come up with a product or a service that they think is a good idea, but it's not necessarily solving an actual problem for people. So generally, people won't get their wallet out and, and maybe not so much for charities, but they won't get their wallet out unless they're, you're actually providing some kind of solution to a problem they currently have. Yeah. Even though you can get really passionate about whatever you've invented, if you're not solving a problem, no one's going to actually pay for it. And we see that a lot. And they also take advice from people at barbecues or people <laughs> who are passionate about their cause, but they don't like have any business acumen. And so we, we see a lot of bush lawyering happening. And by the time they come to us, they've, they've gotten all their advice from their barbecue mates or from Google and not like they haven't checked whether it's relevant to what they're doing and to the area that they're located in because the, the laws change from state to state. Yeah, It's really hard to protect them once they've made a few key bad decisions. Can actually, you can contract out of some different types of protective legislation So if you've actually signed something without knowing what you've signed, that can be really bad for you. Mm. Some great insight there, Katie, and and certainly a lot that we can really be doing as founders, particularly I think I can relate to your your parts there about about cash flow and also, you know, the the problem part or not solving a problem. It's something I've seen a lot too. So what steps would you recommend then, Katie, to any impact-led entrepreneur who's really at the early stages of starting their enterprise? Yeah, I, I think it's really important that they think about what problem they're actually solving first, whether that whether they're a social enterprise or a charity, and you know how they can actually somehow monetize that so that they can be sustainable. One of the things that I got to understand a lot better, especially when we're going through your your accelerator, Tom, is understanding how people get really passionate about a cause, and then as an afterthought, then they think about how they would need to monetize that. And it was a real privilege being able to work with people who are so passionate about something, and then helping them find a way mm. to become successful. But not everyone has the 
benefit of coming through an accelerator like yours, Tom. So we have to try and find a way to catch them in the earlier stages before they sort of make some decisions around what they're doing without thinking about what that would do to their cash flow long term because generally that's their life savings they're chewing up. Yeah, And also a lot of businesses think that they need to reinvent the wheel. You can actually get into partnerships with one another a lot of the time and go and tap into the customers that another social enterprise or another business already has. And that's a good way to sort of leverage each other's expertise and make an even bigger impact with what you're looking to do. So that's a really great way that they should think about at the very beginning of their enterprise, not just what they can do to make an impact, but who else they can collaborate with. Yeah. And Tom is, you know, they should be looking at grants and programs that can help them develop. Like your accelerator, your accelerator was fantastic because it went through all the critical elements that we needed to know between marketing and structures and finance and budgeting, bookkeeping, all those things. And really thinking about you know, who is the end person that's using the service or, or goods that we're, you know, we're generating and what, what do they want? What are they looking for? So really just thinking through all those processes at the beginning but they're not just stopping there, like reassessing that every month. Okay, how did we go with these? Where do we need to go next? Is the market changing? You need to keep doing research constantly about are there going to be any government regulations or changes that are coming up that would stop me from being able to work in this manner? Mm. Or say, well, you know, do I need to go and check the, the awards for my employees' pay rates? It's all those little things that can make people come unstuck in their really early phase of social enterprise or in, in business in general. And they don't know until sometimes it's a bit too late. So one of the things we're going to try and do on top of having the learning center in Law and Earth is we're going to start doing little building blocks of business next year. So that'll be from a legal perspective, what people can watch out for and just learning, doing like a little e-course so they can learn what they need to watch out for. So when it pops up, they already know to look out for it. Mm. So just sort of raising a few red flags for them earlier on. That sounds really, really useful. And there's some great insights there too, Katie. So you've worked with a lot of different businesses. So what inspiring projects or initiatives have you come across recently which are creating some really great positive social change? Oh, look, Tom, there's so many of them. Look, I I love the ones obviously that are environment focused. I'm an outdoors kind of girl. But then there's so many people that are helping those that would ordinarily struggle in in the job market as well. So it's, you know, I've always been impressed around those social enterprises. I, I saw one recently that was regenerating stem cells so that people who have been in wheelchairs for, you know, the last 10, 20 years can actually start walking again. Mm. So it's just incredible some of the businesses and the social enterprises that you're seeing in, in Australia. I think in many ways we're actually leading the chase in pioneering new and inventive ways of helping the community. And I think also, like, because I think generally speaking, Australia actually seems to be a lot more community focused than some other countries everyone gets behind each of these incredible social enterprises and charities and just really backs them including the government and i think that's what's going to drive everyone to having greater impact in the future years especially after covid as well i think it's although there's been a lot of damage that's been done to a lot of the businesses who had to stop trading it's a really good opportunity for everyone to say okay well we've learned how to run lean now what do we need to do to still have the same impact for people who really are struggling a lot more now and make sure that we're sustainable in the future? Yeah, absolutely. And I totally agree. I think there's some fantastic momentum in this space in Australia and, and certainly some, some more work to do too, but we're, we're on it, right? So, yeah. Katie, to finish off then, books, resources, what would you recommend to our listeners? 
Oh my goodness, there's probably a hundred books I'd recommend. But the most recent ones that I've actually been listening to was around hacking growth. So just learning innovative ways of not just doing the standard marketing, but learning, working with your ups guys, your tech team, and just trying to find ways to, to get the company to have massive growth. Now, I think after COVID, we're going to see a lot of businesses that were smaller before really rise to the top. And it's going to come down to how innovative they can be mm. to cut through because everyone's going to be marketing. Another book that I read that I thought was really great was called The Hard Thing About Hard Things. And this was a story of a CEO who essentially was talking through his growth in the corporation over 20 years. Yeah. And he was saying things that really resonated with me, sort of having been in business for the last eight years and, and saying, you know, like as a CEO, your job is to handle like 50 things going on all at once. And you have to get used to feeling uncomfortable sometimes, mm. probably time. And I think the reason that resonated is that I think we feel as though we have to try and make things better. And sometimes you can't always make things better in business. You just have to learn how to be uncomfortable with growing and finding a way through and just having confidence in yourself that you can find a way through the difficult times. And the one we're listening to at the moment, my team is listening to Measure What Matters. So they, they would definitely be three books I'd recommend to anyone, whether it's a charity, a social enterprise or a business. Great books there. And we'll throw links into the article so that our audience can just click on through. So Katie, it's been an absolute pleasure as always to have a chat with you today. So thanks so much to you for sharing these really generous insights and your time and we'll look forward to tracking your journey and that of Law and Earth and Virtual Legal. Absolute pleasure. Thanks so much, Tom. Appreciate it. It's been our pleasure. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.